Is it as good as John Beatham? No. No. Absolutely not. It's super inside. <clears throat> yeah. My man, um, my man Steve, he was like, Steve was like the only white guy in the chat. Um, <laughs> so, for whatever reason, he changed his name to John B. Truther. He's a John B. Truther. I don't know how you're a John B. Truther, because the hood fuck with John B. So, like, what do you I actually bought his album that uh, came out with that when I was in Texas State. Tell me more. It was pretty awesome. He had a song where. Tell me more. He had a song where on the, on the hook he said something like, Don't talk. Her love was like the Titanic or some shit. Her love was like the Titanic? No, like, it was like her love and then he was the Titanic or something. Okay. John some G. John B's the Titanic. It was something like that. Yeah. <sighs> Tugboat John. Uh, he, he, like, he had like, you know, like, 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 on that album cover, it looked like he went to Rio stuff. Would you? Wait, what? Dead serious. The cover of the album that I had, the last one I had, yeah. he looked like he went to Rio's Golden Cuts. He got that 495 cut. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a little disrespectful. It's true. No, but it's, it's no disrespect to him. He should have got that ugly haircut. The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is South Congress Podcast, episode 60. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. Got a special guest this week. My man, Miles B. What's going on, Miles B? Northwest till I rest, Deuce Time, Countdown City, you know how it goes every time. Yes, sir. It's two guests in a row. Um, I don't want anybody to take it to mean like we're, you know, changing the format of the show or Peanut finally got fired for being just I'll never, I'm, I'm never get fired. You if, are, I, if, this, if I ever leave the show, it's because I left on my terms to go do something cool. <laughs> left on my terms. No, the only thing, like, <laughs> Peanut would never get fired for, like... <laughs> Reasons. Yeah, it's... It's it's complicated. I'm like Eddie from Barbershop. But I, I don't pay for a chair because I don't pay for a chair. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know. We've talked about what this show is this week, all week, because some mm-hmm. weird stuff's been going on. Let's not change up the format too much. Peanut, how are you? How's your week been? Pretty good. Officially on spring break, so pretty happy about that. Hell yeah. So Easy. that's all I got. How about Easy, you? I swear to God. Um, fine. You know, this week's been very slow because... I think everybody's gearing up for spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had people in my office take off Thursday and Friday. I might have taken off Wednesday. Somebody took off Monday. Somebody took off Tuesday. Like everybody's ready to have that gap because as a full department, everybody who came on, I don't know, came on October, November. Mm-hmm. So they haven't had like a steady few months of doing this. So in this case, um, we've basically been on since right after New Year's. Okay. So, and now it's what, three, the middle of March? So, mm-hmm. a smooth two and a half months. Uh, working six days a week, depending on who had to work the odd day. But yeah, um, I'm great, man. Um, 
I did some cool stuff this week that we'll talk about when we get a bit deeper into the show. Uh, Miles, how's your week been, sir? Uh, my, my week's been pretty good, as a matter of fact. You know, I'm, I'm not in the uh, education field, so it's been just uh, another week. I did take uh, <laughs> take uh, Friday off, you know what okay. I mean? I came up here to Austin to be with my people, you know, but work has been pretty hectic. Um, I'm not going to dive too much into it because it bears so much explanation, so we'll skip it, but I'm better off for having the time off. I think that, I mean, we got to start, you know, um, our thoughts are with New Zealand. Um, it's a hard conversation for me to kind of address. You know, people lost lives. Uh, people lost lives praying. Um, I don't know if we really want to get into the politics and the optics of the situation. Um, you know, it's something we talk about a lot. My whole thing is just, um, you know, people should be free to worship. Like, if there's any place you should feel safe, it's where you go to worship. And I think that we need to hold the people who have success, the people who make a wild amount of money, get a wild amount of fame off of just saying whatever they want. I think that we do need to make sure we hold them to a standard to where when things like this happen, they have to change up how they move, how they talk, and take responsibility for things they may be inciting or fueling. Uh, but yeah, just kind of rough all around to to think about, to talk about. So I hope that kind of fixes itself. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I want to talk about, I had something pretty cool happen. Um, we try not to talk too much about the ins and outs of wrestling on this show because i have you know we do anyway but it's all <laughs> well i try not to but i don't really know. have a choice but i mean i like to listen because it is interesting for yeah the most part. i mean i have you know we have other spaces dedicated to that mm-hmm. but you know um it, it's looking like we're probably gonna have our second black wwe champion um and the way that they're going about telling the story is really interesting because they basically had the guy come out and say um, I know you'd never let somebody like me contender compete for the WWE title. And a lot of people took that to mean black because that's not what it meant. It was more about being like the black everyman, like being a regular person of color and, you know, not rapping, not dancing, not dunking a basketball. Like, you know, there are black people who exist who are people like everybody else's people. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Absolutely, most yeah. people of color are people. and and i mean of course they're all people what i mean is um whatever stereotype or idea you have built in most people don't fit by that it's just not the way it works so um i I wrote an article for the first time in a long time i wrote an editorial about um about kofi kingston and who it is i think he's talking about when he talks about uh people like him not getting the chance so and it was really well received like people really appreciated it um, if you've listened to this show for long enough, you know, I, I when the Mike Brown thing happened in Ferguson, like I really stopped writing. I couldn't sit still long enough with my thoughts to put them on a page. And, and really, you never want to talk about how a terrible situation burrs a good situation. If it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't have a podcast because I needed to get the thoughts out faster so as not to get emotional over them. Um, but it was just something where. There were too many words for this situation to just talk about it because it comes across as, uh, you know, alphabet soup. Like, I'm just, 
putting out word after word after idea after idea and so to organize them it really had to be written down but it's been cool reactions um what I thought was great was people like me, like wrestling fans of color, immediately understood what I was saying. Immediately. They were like, you know, this is what I've been thinking. Um, I just didn't know how to say it. And on the flip side, it was cool that white people were like, yo, like I wasn't thinking about it like that. But what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And the biggest thing I put in there, I was like, I want to make sure you know, like, this is not a story that's anti-white fan. It's saying that it, just like with. And not, not just like, because I don't want to make light of a serious situation, but in a similar vein to what happened in New Zealand, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people who end up reacting emotionally to their feelings of racism and sexism, I think a lot of it is them not having the right amount of information. You know, like... Harlem Heat was called Harlem Heat. It was two guys from Houston. We know at this table that Houston is like a real place. Like one of my, I think my brother's superpower is that whatever city you name, he can tell you where the hood is in that city. <laughs> like he, shut up alone. Yeah, he yeah, just, he just can't, you know? We miss you, man. So, um, you know, Houston, I immediately was like third ward, fifth ward, acres home. Like I, I know offhand where the hood is but if you ask random white person in 1994 what sounds quote-unquote tougher harlem or houston they're gonna say harlem yeah and and it's because of how that place has been presented and you know how texas has been presented too so it was cool to hear people be like you know like what you're saying makes a lot of sense so this is not me saying i'm going to do more writing because i don't like the amount of energy and sit still time that that takes but we'll see like it, it felt good so um. Yeah. I mean, really should because you you definitely like, you know, no weirdness, but you definitely have a way with words. But and, think you know, about this though. Yeah. We <laughs> think about how often we talk about all the stuff that we're trying to do, like writing yep. would just. Oh, it, it would. Yeah. We we'd have to sacrifice a lot of the yeah, things we need to write. Like it's. Yeah. You know. You gain ten pounds from writing. Legitimately. Do standing up. <laughs> do it. <laughs> my man, yo, I knew I knew we were in twenty nineteen when my man was like, yo, they've taken away our standing desks. And like put like a cry emoji. He was so used to the efficiency of his standing desk. You know who has a standing desk? Who? Austin. The white dude from Joey's show. Remember how we were standing at the table and I was dapping that dude up like, oh I didn't know it was you, the white guy. The yeah, one yeah, white yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay, he okay. has a standing desk in his office. Wow. He's so forward thinking. I hate it. I hate walking by his door <laughs> and not seeing the chair. Um, I mean, we really got a couple of things to talk about. We have one big story to talk about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can, can, are you familiar with the Lori Laughlin story? I am. Okay, I am. so yes, you I go am. ahead and introduce that. Uh, basically, um, beloved Aunt Becky from uh, Full House. <laughs> I'll just say that. I mean, that's, that's, pretty much, that's probably how more people know her as. They don't know her as Lori Laughlin. Shout out Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we know more of the stage name than, you know, the actual names. But um, so basically her and other actress. It was Felicity Huffman from Desperate Housewives. There you go. And to be clear, um, Lori Laughlin and her husband, the guy who made Mossimo, 
and uh, who is Felicity Huffman's husband? Oh, William, William H. Macy. Macy. Yeah. yeah. So so let's keep them. It's weird how Frank, they Frank Gallagher. like. It's weird that they have not been. The story was presented so weird. We yeah. immediately knew it was Aunt Becky and the Desperate Housewives lady, and not like they're possibly more famous husbands. Well, with Lori Loughlin, it's, I mean, they're kind of, they're both you know, like you, D-list. You, but you, and you rarely know the person behind yeah, the brand yeah. if their name isn't on the brand. But it's like. But um, like William H. Macy's definitely like. She might be D-list, but you know, but she's definitely, um, like Full House has definitely like a cult show. Like has a cult following. Personality has yeah. a lot to do and with it. like I said, you know, she was on there when she's introduced, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's very popular on the show. And um, so basically, uh, there's a scheme where ba- um, they're being investigated for. Um, Paying off universities for accepting their kids, um, basically also falsifying documents. I guess was the documents kind of things like uh, to give them um, extra they were testing some time. Wild shit. Yeah. So yeah, basically, it was- it's almost like you know giving them accommodations for you know even though they didn't need them, which mm-hmm. is huge slap in the face mm-hmm. because that definitely falls under like the whole Section Five Hundred Four thing, and that, that's like that's a federal law type thing. I think the biggest thing about the story to me, like. We we understand as people who went to college, like mm-hmm. there are kids who, quote unquote, aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. But you know, mom dad gives the twenty thousand dollar donation to the library. The kid gets in, and we get that it works like that. However, when we start talk about talking about having your kids diagnosed with learning disabilities so they can get extra testing time, when we start talking about. Uh, you know, falsifying scores on tests. When we talk about photoshopping your kids into pictures to make it look like they participated in athletics when they didn't, mm-hmm. like that's that's gross. This is this is all audio, but yeah. I'm rowing crew right now. Yeah, even cool. though I've never been on the crew team, that's how I'm going to be in Stanford. Gross. Like I, I yeah. it's it's different to me. Like it's it's one thing to use your wealth to. Exert influence. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to outright use it to cheat. Like what they say, tuition was like what forty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. They dropped a cool five hundred k to run the scheme. Like rich people do not give a fuck. And on Becky lost all her jobs. Mm-hmm. No she more lost a full house. Yep. She lost the Hallmark uh, Christmas movies. Yeah, the ha- yeah which, the Hallmark which, channel. Which we all we all know that's a big thing because. Everybody watches goddamn Hallmark mm-hmm. on Christmas. You know what's crazy? Christmas in July. Her, her, her daughter didn't even go to class, dog. That's the crazy part. Wow. Like her because her daughter's like a social influencer. She's not and, and yeah. Peanut, I don't don't roll your eyes. I don't mean she's aspiring to be one. I mean she's really one. And so like she, she basically well, nothing we'd know. Like okay. again, think about all the songs we don't know because we're old people. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's yeah, she's like a bunch of followers on YouTube, and she does like tutorial videos, all that kind of bullshit. Is that um, the one that had the deal with? Was it Sephora? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, she lost that shit too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, that Everglander like, came quickly. Quick, yeah. You know what? I didn't realize though. To be fair, like I was like, yo, because uh, we were talking stash, and I was like, yo, like, why was she? Uh, nothing's gonna happen. Like the kid's gonna be fine. I forgot kids are mean. Nigga, mm-hmm. her social media. Was probably getting flamed. Yeah, flamed. And not that so she was on, on campus. On the, Sephora, yeah. on the Sephora site, some of the stuff that she was hawking, people were were leaving comments on it 
talk about I bought this bronzer or whatever and it didn't get me into school, so I feel cheated. One star. Ooh, <laughs> spicy taste. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I said, a lot of people are pissed because there are some actual kids out there that... Oh, you got it. That truly need those accommodations. And then for you to just go ahead and to falsify documents to basically... To misdi- you know, to basically make up a, a diagnosis uh, to where you get this accommodation, it's a big slap in the face. And even though there are some parents out there that, that they do do it with their kids, like um, when my mom was using the education field, like I remember she would tell me, like she would see parents coach their kids and be like, "Hey, pretend to be stupid," kind of thing, mm. so they can get the whole five hundred four thing. Because mm. what happens also is, um, I believe, uh, like those those families also get a disability check for the kid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's kind of, and like, she remembers like one of them, and I remember to this day, she like, she remembers word for word, like, hey, you want that PlayStation? You need to play stupid. Ooh. It's a cold game out here. Yep. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, you work in an education, we work in an mm-hmm. education. And and then Miles, like, the, the thing that you see at your job, like, it's these kids, man, they go through so much. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice when. Like, I love, I don't love the kids who are underprivileged, but a kid who has not had it easy, who's very dedicated to doing well. It's a great thing to see. Oh, absolutely. Like it really is. Yeah, you see a lot of those, and, you know, it's a great thing because, like, they, like they, they'll literally tell you flat out, yeah, I don't have anything. I don't come from shit kind of mm-hmm. thing, but I, I want to make it. I, I want to do great things. I want to, you know, take, you know, be able to take care of my family when I get older. And it's a great thing with those kids, yeah. You know, I'll move mountains for those kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, do whatever it takes to, to get them with what they need. And then you flip it and you see stuff like this. Mm-hmm. A kid you know don't need. Uh, that kid didn't need college. No. Yeah. Didn't even want to go. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even uh, only, well, because mom and dad wanted me to. They said I had to go. Because they want to be able to say that their kids did that. Yeah. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. Let the... For you parents out there, let your kids make the decision. College is not for everybody, and kids can still can still not go to college and be very successful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I mean just again, how you apply yourself. There's 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 a kid somewhere, and, and butterfly effect. I'm I'm very much into that line of thinking. So who knows if the kid who got to go because one of those kids didn't get to go would have been great. I don't know. Yeah, but they deserve the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like. Ugh. It's rough. And then, yeah, like, I didn't, like, Stash was like, I feel bad for those kids. Man, fuck them kids. Yeah. But those kids are going to be okay. I, I, I agree with him and Crystal. I think some of those kids were very aware of what their parents were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're good, en- good enough to at least get into that college, like, if you're on the bubble, you're aware of the fact that you're not learning disabled. Mm-hmm. None of us would think, like, the only kid who realized late in life that he had a learning disorder is Theo Huxtable. And guess what? Cliff was on some other shit anyway, so I see how they missed it. <laughs> well, also in um, what, what was that episode of uh, uh, or that show, uh, City Guys? I think it was L Train. He realizes uh, dyslexic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that being dyslexic in New York on the subway system sounds horrible. Lost <laughs> every day you're lost. Also, I'm, like goddamn, that shows our uh, synergy, Peanut. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to know how fast. <laughs> Who L Train was that quick, and I wasn't supposed to be able to reference his issues, but yeah, that was a good ass show. Oh, I loved it, and I remember like the print, like you know, she's like, you know, you have dyslexia, and you know, that's when I first knew about learning disabilities, kind of thing. Just Nikki, by you watching- found out about learning disabilities from Saturday morning non cartoons, absolutely. C I T Y, you can see why. 
these guys, the neat guys, yes. smart and streetwise. I told you, man. Like I'm telling you, I, I felt with that one time I went to SUC. Shout out to SUC. Mm-hmm. That's when you felt like a city guy for the first time. I I heard, I, I heard that city theme boys. song playing in my head as <laughs> yeah. we were walking to it and you're, eating. You're like, a city boy now. Basically, I mean, I've always been, but you know, you flew out, peanut. I haven't flew out yet. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'm not oh, cool enough to get flew out yet, but. One day, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. one day. But yeah, I mean, this story is like evolving, and, and the feds are involved. Felicity hey, Huffman getting scooped up hey, by the feds. Involved, yeah. involved. They kicked in the door at Felicity Huffman's house, guns drawn, Yeesh. guns up. Yeah, it's, shit a, my it's pants. a seventeen-year-old, an eighteen-year-old, or nineteen. Felicity Huffman and frail ass William H Macy. He wasn't gonna do shit. They're they're not armed. Nigga, the, nigga little Bill was not strapped. Yeah, for this time. Frank Frank Gallagher <laughs> was high out of his mind, face falling off, wrinkles just out there. No, every it's fine. You didn't need your guns up, but cool. Whatever, guns for white collar crimes, I dig it. I'm with it. I'm with it too. <laughs> yeah, I just you know kids deserve as fair of a shot as we can get them. Mm-hmm. And somebody's getting screwed over by this. And I'm glad somebody's probably going to do some time over this. Like, that's how it I needs to be. I hope everybody does. Yeah, man. Well, they also fired the uh, the Texas men's tennis coach over that shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's ball. not, yeah. yeah. This stuff is hitting home. It wasn't just USC. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Yale. It's Texas, too. And, and j- just to know how serious Texas is taking it. This man has won, I think, what is it, um, the Big 12 Championship for tennis. What is it, like, every yeah, year? Yeah, he's amazing. Like, like 18, he's 19 He's a fantastic coach. Yeah. He got put on pay, on uh, paid avenue leave one day. The next day, no, we're letting you go see you later. You know, obviously, he knows tennis. He's winning. He's doing a hell of a job at, every, at his job, you know, um, winning all these Big 12 titles. But for them to just say, no, nah, get the fuck out of here, you know it's serious. And you know that they're taking it serious, and that's a he'll, great he'll thing. He'll pop up in Louisville and be, and be just right. Fun. Didn't you just <laughs> show me a teacher fired? Uh, that you knew, or at least was like an associate of, you showed us an article in the group chat. Today? Like yesterday. <clears throat> of the teachers that sent that text. No, I didn't know that person. Oh, you didn't know them. No, that I, was I, just, no, no, okay. No, I, I, I told, I said, uh, hey, so-and-so, draw your guns on this guy. Wow. Um. So we were together last night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we went to a show. It was really cool. Um, yeah, Coco Butter Radio had a show for South by Southwest. Uh, shout, shout out, out to Mike King. Yeah, I met Mike King. King. Mike. I was I was explaining to Pina who he was. I was like, yo, we went to middle school together, and then he went to Holmes, but then he's a year older, but he was at UT. So that was like my first, like, oh, there are black people here that I know <laughs> that are cool. <laughs> so yeah, so Mike went up here. Um, yeah, like, cool show last night. Um I man Worldwide performed. Shout out Worldwide. Um, it's crazy seeing him now because yeah. he's been with... Um, he's been with Shelly, like his girl, mm-hmm. since since we've known him. Married, yeah. married. Yeah, and like seeing them as adults is so interesting because I've watched them kind of grow up together. <laughs> and like his, I think she said their oldest is about to be fifteen. Wow, fucks with the vision. yeah, she man, fucks with the vision. Yeah, so he's like playing Ed Judson, like really, just a small world. Like, wow, nice. Ugh. Fun and, fact, and, and uh, the kids grow up so fast. Fun fact. Uh, our boy Cameron over here. Uh-oh. What did I do? He went to a rap battle against Worldwide at the Partyplex about <laughs> almost 16 years oh ago. Oh, my God. And he won. It's, it's funny. That's when me, me and him became cool. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it was like... Who was that one guy that came on before the performance threw a dollar and then went back into the crowd and picked it back up? I don't know, pocket. but he's, he's probably... Hey, but salute him. 
Hopefully he's got more money now. Yeah, <laughs> no, me and Worldwide like knew each other in passing, but we're not cool. And you know, northeast, northwest shit. Like, yeah, I'm better than you. You're better than me. He's better than me. But um, it's great like seeing him go from like really artist to producer and be good at producing and still doing his art and having a family um, and having the the energy to still perform. Like it's he's one of my favorite people mm-hmm. in all of this art content stuff because he really really works at it and then oh yeah kp like who kp um the prophet yeah so so there um like watching kp kind of extend what he's doing and really like flip to the visual side of what he's doing like it's really cool so who's who's he a part of that song he was with us it was it was late though was that the one that one time when mike had that album yes with all the guys Mm -hmm. oh I remember that up shooting spiders off my rims. I remember that. Yes. Shit. Yeah. So yeah. he's doing this thing like it's yeah. yeah. Okay. And so like Mike wants to. We got to figure out what what we need Mike to do for free for the show. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what we need him to do. Um, He'll yeah. do whatever. Be like, hey, come on, man. Not Mike's still, told me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Talked about it. Really quick. Let's see. I want to take a really fast break. And then we'll come to uh, the second half of the show here. Right now is a good time, everybody. Go, go take a shit. Go take a piss. Do what you got to do. <laughs> South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast Cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. So, Peanut, tell us about... Because <laughs> you just said it right now. You, yeah. you feel a way about Genie Bus right now? I do. I, go ahead and put that out there for the world to hear. So, for those of y'all that may or may not know, apparently Genie Bus owner or majority owner whatever of the Los Angeles Lakers Shout out Lakers was considering trading LeBron James at the trade deadline <clears throat> if she don't get put in a three point stance by Phil Jackson and shut the fuck up <laughs> oh, God, with that geez. bullshit cuz if you trade LeBron James you you're now turning into like the Cleveland Cavaliers of Guys, the goddamn West during the break you know so we got to get our energy up man and this is how he's <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker turned up, Lord. Good morning. Wow, this is not okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, but it's like it's that just is crazy. crazy, though. Yeah, I would, I would never consider trading him. Nigga, this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you don't trade him. It's not Corey Maggette we're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is LeBron James. Yeah, just let's yeah. David Lee's pissing us off. You, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I, people have been saying it. Um, they said it in our group chat. We heard it on other things. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of LeBron's move seems to have been to put himself in position for things outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's once, perfectly fine but too. This is the thing, though. If we know that, they knew that. Knew that. Yeah, yeah you can't so, be so oblivious yeah. to the world of basketball at mm-hmm. that level. Mm-hmm. No, nah, she knew what he's was doing. Going you on. a favor. Yeah. Like he's gonna put people, he's gonna put butts in the seats of yes. the arena that you weren't selling out because your team's not very good. Yes, because if LeBron doesn't sign with the Lakers, they're out of playoff contention before the before Christmas. Like, let's just be honest. Like, 
they're out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the West is is too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting at like uh, what? I think Golden State's number one, mm-hmm. and they have no, no, no. Yeah, Golden State's Wait. number one. I think yeah. they have forty eight wins right now. Like two, game, yeah, but, game or two or some shit. Denver's right behind them. But yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. but seeds one through eight are only not separated by ten games. Like, yeah. you have to be good in the West this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, because right now it's, what, it's Golden State, Denver, Houston. Is it Jazz, Utah, then Oklahoma, and then, and then, then Spurs, Antonio. and then seven is... What is Portland. Sacramento? Oh, Portland. No, Port- Portland's no. in there. They're higher. But then... Uh, oh, yeah, Portland's yeah. yeah. And then uh, eight is, like, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But it's, like... And I understand that the, the Lakers, you know... They have some players out, but still, I mean, this I don't, I don't know that it would have mattered. Mm-mm. No, I don't, I don't think so either. But I mean, to have LeBron to consider trading LeBron James, like you're fucking drunk. Like say you're fucking drunk, or go get put in three point stance by Phil Jackson. Call it a day. Like no, <laughs> don't don't do that shit. I I hate that that sex is the answer <clears throat> for you. Sex is always the answer for everything. What are you talking about? It pretty much is. Yeah. So it happens. <laughs> Talking about organizations and how they run them. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell Beckham is a Brown now. Shout out, Bro. Stash. Congratulations, <laughs> Stash. Stash, Stash is somewhere crying with uh, tears of joy. Oh, and we're here for yeah. you, Stash. Odell Beckham's a Brown. If, if, I, if I may be crass for a moment, I know he was furiously masturbating as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as that came I, out. I would have been too, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh my lord! Because now the Browns have weapons. Now shout out Stash, my my fault Stash. But he, here's the thing too: Are yeah, they I mean, look like the Redskins of uh, what was about ten years ago when they had all these uh, they had all all these big names. And I don't know if they coach is any good, so yeah. we'll see. But don't yeah. they have they have Kareem Hunt coming in week nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, um, in a division where I mean Baltimore did sign Earl Thomas. Shout out to shout out to Et. Mm-hmm. Shout out Definitely. to Pleasant Valley. <laughs> that's a good signing um, right there too. That's though. a great signing. He, he's going to fit um, perfectly in that. But system. Cincinnati, I'm convinced, is never going to be a good football team. Uh, um, Pittsburgh just the lost Bumbles. their number one wideout and their number one running back. Um, now they're left with number one rapist. Yeah, <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's changed. Um, I mean, Cleveland, it could be their time. I hate to say all of a sudden the team's going to be great, you know, but they have. The, the talent to be great, absolutely. I mean, they had to trade Jabril Peppers. That kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I if, think they can score enough points now. Yeah, to where if the know. Browns win the AFC North, I will throw a party <clears throat> in honor of Stash here at your place. If the Browns win the AFC North, Stash has to give his kids edge ups. Stash, give your kids some edge ups, man. Those are little. I was just telling that story. Boys. They deserve better. Yeah, we'll just give you money. Red bone. Mm-hmm. I'll PayPal you the money. Let's we'll get all do it to a barbershop. You can't tell me that there's no black barbershops in Columbus. No. Let us. Huh? Let us. Let us love our community. <clears throat> nah, shout out Stash though because it's gonna be great when Baker Mayfield starts hitting the fucking Dougie after throwing a goddamn touchdown. <laughs> And Stash is going to at all of us in the group chat, and I'm going to be fucking fed up because the Colts are going to lose by two to somebody on the same at the same fucking time on a 325 game, and I'm going to be so pissed oh off my God. that the Browns are fucking 9-7 and seven 
and and on the bubble for the fucking playoffs and shit. Wild card. Ugh, I'm gonna be so upset. It's not great. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Like I said, Landon Collins mm-hmm. is gonna be in Washington now. Um. Oh, Eric Berry. That's crazy. Eric Berry, who beat cancer mm-hmm. and played in the playoffs. Yep. Even though Gronk, he could do shit with Gronk. There's no, nobody, like, nobody can. Shit can. With Gronk. Yeah, no one can. Um, Maybe Earl Thomas. So that might be about it. Eric Berry was released on Wednesday by the Chiefs. If they'd kept him until Friday, he would have got an extra seven point two million. Seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter, ex- exactly. And Which guess is, what? Oh, yeah. Like I said, mm-hmm. football is not a family. It's not. Let's, no. Let's talk. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about. It's that family team. in high school. That's about it. But, but, but even then, but well, it, yeah. well, it's family in high school. Look, yeah. I understand that this is coming from a non-football player. Mm-hmm. It, you say it's family in high school, but that's. That's not inbuilt. That's something coached. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. Because guess yeah. what? When sea lunch came during high school, the football players didn't all sit together. They certainly still, I know it's the year of our Lord, 2019, and I'm hearkening back to 2000, 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. but the football players still separated by color once they got out of their midday practice and went to lunch. So it, it's a family, yes, but... Not off the field, or not as much, yeah, as you would think. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that, and I think that's one of the fortunate things. Where at Taft, we're a little bit more, I guess, kind of lucky in that aspect. Like, even though we all came from different backgrounds, but for the most part, we kind of did come together. You know, I, and um, I always attribute that to the the state run we had uh, when we were juniors. Was the shout senior class? Merrill. Yeah, shout out Robert Merrill, absolutely. Was the senior class was very close with that junior class, mm-hmm. and I feel like when we were when Cam and I were seniors, we could have you know made a deeper run, but we weren't very close with the junior class. Like they were more kind of like, well, fuck you, this is our team. We're like, wait, no, we're seniors. Like, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. So we were really close with them, so we didn't really communicate. Whereas like the when we were juniors and the seniors, like we, we did a lot of shit together. We always we ate together, hung out together, we did everything together. And so I mean at that point we can say it was a family, but after that I kinda feel like that family shit kinda went out the window. Actually, I feel like the family shit kinda went out the window when um, that one incident happened our senior year Uh-oh. that you talked about on uh, on Twitter, Uh-oh. which is true, which if we can touch base, basically um, a no couple, name, no names. No, no, we're not putting on names, but basically, uh, a couple of our players, um, they beat the shit out of one of our other teammates at his own party at his own house. And the following Monday, we had no idea until we came uh, to check in for attendance. This is when we got eliminated from the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the coach is like, "Hey, so and so, your teammate, so and so, he wants to have a word with you guys." So we're like, "Okay, what the fuck?" And he walks in, and he has like a. A black eye, and you can obviously tell like he popped a blood vessel, yeah. and it, he just looked like hammered hell. We're like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and he calls out these other guys. He goes, hey, I want to let you know. Like, do you have a problem with me? Is it beef or what is it? Like, let me know right now. And you know, he he called him out from everybody. And we're just kind of like, what confused, the fuck, huh? huh? Y'all were confused. Oh, we were very confused because we had no idea what was going on. And then Sheesh. you know, some of them were just kind of like, no, nah, no, nah, we're cool, man. Some didn't say shit, you know. But it wasn't until, I guess, afterwards that we were like, what the fuck was that? And he told us, we're like, oh, oh, shit. You know, like, wait a minute. Like, this isn't supposed to happen. So, and it, it goes back to where Cameron came out with a tweet 
that went viral again, you know, yeah. had like thousands of retweets and likes and shit like that. Where basically it's like the sooner we teach the kids that your teammates are not your family. Yeah, or like you know, the people at your job is not your family, the better. Which is true because at the end of the day, you you know, especially becoming an adult, it, it's about yourself. It's about taking care of your own, yourself, your family. And obviously in football, Eric Berry gave, you know, literally blood, sweat, and tears to the Chiefs organization. And then for them, just because to save $7 million, yeah. huh, we're going to cut you. I don't want to give you this money that you've earned. Exactly. You know. Because without you, it would have been a shootout every single game. Mm-hmm. Been more of a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. And they would have, have more problems without Eric Berry than, you know, so... Which, I mean, to me, like I said, it's crazy, you know, so. Um, you know, shout out Eric Berry. I hope he lands somewhere. I mean, he deserves it. You know, he's a hell of a player, so I, I hope he's okay. Hope he lands on the Colts, but that's not you know, there. Cam, <laughs> tell us about some of the reactions to that tweet. What were some of the replies and everything? Yo, I, I really had to talk to some kids. Like, what was cool was the kids were actually receptive. But it was just like... When I when I talk, when I posted that, the first reaction was clearly you've never played ball, and I was like, yo, like I, oh one state finalist, like mm-hmm. I was there for the shit, and you was niggas cool wasn't was, outside. What was cool was cold ass rain. A lot of those those guys were college age, high school age, and so once you tell them that, it flips. How they feel, mm-hmm. like oh you know, shit, okay, so you no, were in it, but it, but it, it was like I was like okay, bro, but you understand what goes into. It. I'm like no, like I'm not. I hope you understand that I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing practices and games, and that's the first example mm-hmm. I gave him. What Peanut yeah. said, like yo, yeah. I got a man who got beat up on an off week, and my other man couldn't play in the playoff game because he got suspended for that. Over some cock blocking shit or something. Like, like it, but that's the thing. Like, even back then, y'all are kids who mm-hmm. operate in like a social ecosystem that is going to stop you from always doing the right thing. You know, like, and we know examples. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, but again, those kids were really receptive. And I got Shout to tell out Duke them. Lacrosse. But I got to tell them kids, like, yo, like, I'm not saying that y'all don't work hard for each other. What I'm saying is, and this is my example. Show me an example of an NFL player paying for his teammate's rent when his teammate got cut. Yeah. Never heard of that. Nobody can say anything. Nope. That's what family does. You know, it's it's it sounds nice. And then one person who responded is like, no, most jobs are brotherhoods. He was a Marine. I was like, dude, most of your jobs are a brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't like, even have your original mind. Because yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna I wasn't gonna disrespect that man because he working hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dog, like you you don't know. <laughs> Your job's just a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, your resume has one thing in bold yeah. and, and a lot of things so in italics. Yeah, you niggas. And even then, so apparently what I found, I did some digging and whatnot. So you know that article that I posted all today about that, um, with, with the dude that was with mm-hmm. the kids and shit? He was a Marine. So I believe it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, no, so I guess we'll kind of see how the... Shout out to the Marines. You guys yeah, are okay. Exactly. Y'all um, are awesome. But yeah, that was it. Was just like you. I understand why you feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck you at most jobs. <laughs> yeah, they will fuck you over. Whoever, whatever, at whatever level you think they will. Mm-hmm. Like somebody said, like yo, my man's got fired at his job. They were interviewing for his position the next day. They don't love you like that. There's no mourning period. 
don't give a fuck about you. They're ready they to move on. That bottom line. And, and, and that's the thing. I'm not mad at a job for being a job. I'm mad at people for treating jobs like they're something different. Mm-hmm. You should be trying to win. Like Antonio Brown, they like he was he had a bad attitude, and then he did what he could to force a trade. Great, because that's all you can do. He is you have one chance to do that as a football player. Like NFL or NBA players, they might have two shots at a contract. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Like they they might get that, but an NFL player at thirty one. Oh no! Do yeah. that shit. You're already old, brother. Yeah, man. If he hadn't already proven that he could still play at a high level, mm-hmm. wouldn't he be an issue? We'd be, we'd be talking much different. Yeah. You saw how they traded uh, Le'Veon. Like, you see that. Probably, if not the best back in the league, one of the most diverse yeah. who can do just everything for you, mm-hmm. who super complements the offense you want to run. Some of these, Some of these old men are willing to accept losses if it doesn't mean if it means they don't have to pay that, yes. which is nuts. In, insert racial slur here. Yeah, they will do that, and so I'm always like with these NFL stuff. I'm always going to be on the side of the employee. Yeah, especially employee. in the NFL because money's not guaranteed. I mean, I think it was like someone pointed out in the chat in the uh, group chat. Ian, uh, uh, what was last name? Uh, Mahim. Yeah. Okay. He's played for the Spurs. He ain't doing shit, but he's making more than... That nigga's laughing at Le'Veon Bell right now. Yes. He's calling him a broke bitch. Yes. And he's getting the fucking bag for averaging like three or four points a game. I know they're... And he might maybe play ten minutes a fucking game. Yeah. And all his money's guaranteed, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's feeling Spurs. Yon Mahimi. And, yeah. We saw what he can do. (laughs) You see, he maxed out his potential, and he's. Gonna I'm, I'm just saying, we saw what he can do. I mean, like I said, no slander, but we saw what he can do. Yeah, the NBA, NBA is definitely a player's yeah. first league. Though. Yes, and we we know in the NFL, you know, shout out Colin Kaepernick. It's exactly. they don't give a fuck about the players. Hey, but they're saying apparently that he's showing interest in being the, the Miami quarterback. And looking at that roster, they might want to just <laughs> swallow just their fucking Tannehill, right? So, yep. They I, might want to swallow that pride and do that because that is the only actually good quarterback that we'll have if they sign uh, Kaepernick. If not, they're definitely having some JV jabronis on there. When you go to the gym, you meet like different people. Mm-hmm. Um, people have different personalities at the gym. Yeah. Like there's grunt guy who you say hi to who doesn't say words. He just kind of grunts. Um, there's always mm-hmm. like old guy who wants to have small talk with you. Just quick conversation. I think Corey Redding goes to my gym. Really? Remember Corey Redding? I do. Yeah, played I'm pretty UT, right? sure. He played at UT, and yeah. he was like a long-time cult. I'm pretty sure that's him on the bench press on Mondays. He's a nice guy. Um, there's this other guy at the gym, and I like to call him Chatty White Guy, and he exists. Is this Who's an archetype like, or a specific It's person? an archetype, Okay. and this one guy fits it. Um, and he, he was cool as hell, but he talks to everybody in the gym, mm-hmm. and like he's telling you about... His diet and his macros and his history and his injury status and, you know, that guy exists in every gym, right? Absolutely. So the one at the Golds on Sunrise mm-hmm. <laughs> who's, <laughs> um, who's just cool as hell. Um, I, I, I don't want to say the guy's name because it's like, why would I say the guy's name, right? We'll just call him Chad. Wait, I had a point. What were we talking about? I set that up for a long time. 
Before uh, that. Last time I talked about was Kaepernick. Okay. It was and Kaepernick. He said there was this kind of guy, there's this kind of guy. Signing. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, super hard worker uh, is in there lifting heavy, heavy, right? Okay. Where's an A&M hat? And, like, I like the guy. The guy's cool. But I don't know if he's the right guy. I can tell that Ryan Tannehill's been stealing money for damn near a decade. Absolutely. Because <laughs> Aggie, fan, Aggie fans will tell you, like, he's, he, he fucking sucked. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. is probably one of the biggest. I feel like this whole episode is just rooted in white privilege. <laughs> Good. Ryan Tannehill that, is one the of the biggest winners in the white privilege sweepstakes. Well, Johnny Manziel, too. Well, even but think about this yeah. though. Johnny Manziel, for whatever he is or isn't, mm-hmm. performed at the college level on a level that most people did not. Mm-hmm. He was amazing, right? Yeah, true. Ryan Tannehill wasn't even a quarterback. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill was he did, a wide he did play receiver. Quarterback at A&M, though. Oh he yeah, played quarterback at yeah. A&M. Eventually, yeah, they, they switched him. You're but right. remember, they they didn't, they didn't switch him. They switched him from quarterback, not to quarterback. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver when he got drafted in the first round as a quarterback. Being tall and white and athletic is such a boon. Shut up, Matt Jones. <laughs> Matt Jones in Arkansas. He beat Texas one time and was mm-hmm. – but Jacksonville has a history of just, hey, let me tell you about all these these white people who aren't good at this that I want to sign. Blake Bortles. Between, before it, between Blake Bortles, between Ryan Tannehill, I don't know who looks the part more and who you'd blame. Like, in Blake Bortles' defense. Ryan Tannehill definitely looks more the part. Who, in, well, I was going to say, in Blake Bortles' defense, like, mm-hmm. he's playing at UCF, so you can't blame him for the competition. Blake Bortles was not a quarterback. Or not Blake Bortles. Ryan Tannehill was not a quarterback. And they were like, you know what? You look like one. Yeah. Let's sign you. Let's see what this guy's got. I like this kid's mind. You know what he has? Huh. Mad screen passes. I've never seen him throw the football forward. He... <laughs> I haven't. And now, like, he is a the way his contract is set up, they expect him to play probably significant time instead of Marcus Mariota. Tell me a wide receiver that plays for the Titans outside of the kid from uh Whatever college outside of the kid from Central Michigan, I can't tell you because I don't believe the Tennessee Titans have actually had a credible receiver since they put in Vince Young in there. They drafted Kenny Britt. Yeah, I was just about to say that's they it, had Kenny Britt it, but, getting yeah. like eight touchdowns a year. Yeah, yeah, but even then it was just Maybe. like. But when Vince Young was there, he had shit around him, and he damn near took the Titans to the playoffs. But everybody likes to discredit him. But shout out Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Big shout out, Jeff Fisher. You ruined Vince Young's career, sir. Yep. This is like the media. Titans management ruined yeah. Vince Young's career because Vince Young definitely has more wins than losses in the NFL. I mean, Vince Young is a designated driver away from just being in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm legally allowed to say anything more than that. <laughs> Goddamn. You know, there are eight people who get why that's funny, and I love all eight of you. Um, Cameron, outside of that, we got stuff bubbling. Like, I don't know what else to say. People have been approaching us about doing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy in the last week. And again, to Let's me, do that it. just means, like, people see the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, they like what we do. I talked to King Mike last night, and he was like, yo, I love that 
you're talking about pop culture, but your show's not pop culture. I'm like, yes, like, Mike, you know who I am and what I represent and how I talk to people. I'm glad that you see that this show is about what I care about in the moment, not just about what's hot. So that was dope. And and hearing from him, any reaction he has to the things we do, I'm always going to take to heart because I've watched him build himself up from not a DJ to, hey, I have a showcase at this place. Like, love Mike to death. So Mm -hmm. anything he says, I I really do take to heart. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm with all of that, you know, all the shows. like I know you've been telling me stuff about – People approaching you about it, I'm with all of it. I mean, you set it up, I'm with you it. You just want to go to the strip club. Fuck yeah, of <laughs> course. I, don't, I can be in there and don't have to pay for it. I absolutely. I'm going to go to the strip club for you. It'd be cool. Yes. You know how much, like, I would pay to get in. I just Fuck want yeah. free, like, chicken, whatever they have. No, I wouldn't eat the food. Well, ecstasy. They don't. Everybody says they wouldn't eat the food at the strip club. I mean, at one no, time. No, no, Hey, everybody has the wrong idea. Let me tell you about Onyx <laughs> in Dallas, okay? Shout out Onyx. Some of the best wings that I've ever had in my motherfucking yeah. life. They're like, they, they don't keep the chicken in their lockers, guys, and then change on top of them. Yeah, there's a kitchen. There was a, there was a whole bar and grill in the, in the, in the uh, back left side of Onyx in mm-hmm. Dallas. So I'm not worried about the strippers in the shake joint. I'm worried about the fucking chicken wings. What's, what are these chicken wings hitting for? Yes, Lord. I had, I think, um, delicious. I think I had tenders and fries one time at a ecstasy. It's actually really good. You had tenders and fries? Absolutely. Okay. I love tenders and fries. I know. We're gonna get you a pallet one day. No, I have a pallet, but I'm saying like I'm a neighborhood kind of guy. Like at the end of the day, like if I'm hungry, like I can tell you right now, at least twice, two or three times over the break, I'm gonna go to Ingram Mall to get Saku Japan or Gross. Luciano's Pizza. Gross. Don't matter. It's still Gross. Good. I'm a neighborhood <laughs> dude. I'm so upset. I'm neighborhood till I die. Till I D I E. It's a South Congress podcast, episode sixty. Peanuts, gross. Nope. I'm just neighborhood. I'm real. I'm gutter down to palette. earth. No. You know. I'm you know. Palette. It's not for what. Not for us till I die, baby. In all seriousness, love your neighbors. Um, love the differences in people. Mm-hmm. Know that people worshiping who they choose does not mean they have a problem with who you worship. Um, We do need more love in this world. Absolutely. And we also need justice for people who suffered from hate. And I don't want to leave that part out. I hope they cook you niggas. (laughs) I hope they fry (laughs) the shit out of you because you're evil and nobody should have to deal with that. Um, Thank my man Miles for being here. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. I appreciate y'all having me. You know, Northwest again. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again. Cam, Peanut, Miles B out here in Northwest till I rest. Deuce Dime, Countdown get, City. You know how it goes. Get your Northwest Side uh, t-shirts. All my people back home in the 210, get the Northwest Side shirts. I think Frankie Frankie literally bought one while we were sitting here. Like, that's she what she playing. did, yeah. Because <laughs> my phone went off. I was like, hey, you sold a shirt. I'm like, okay. That's fantastic. I'm telling you, that's the shit that everybody on, on the Northwest Side of San Antonio needs to get. Mm-hmm. Represent. Because we're underrepresented. But, you know, hey, we're there. Wait, we we're, exist. we're what? Underrepresented. Oh, okay. I don't know. Fuck you, it. You Sounds de- cool. What is your degree in? Don't worry about it. <laughs> South Congress Podcast, episode 60. My name is Cameron. And I'm the peanut teen. Dun, 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 dun. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Bye. <laughs> 
Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows the you to penis. dictate the conversation. <laughs> Visit patreon.com slash Seahawks for details on how you can support Holy and guide shit. the show.